All right, okay, Samuel, you play your screen or something first. Okay, so I'm going to introduce Samuel in a, in a short moment's time. Uh, okay, so for those of you who just came in, I repeat how I got to know Samuel. So I ran a Facebook ad, right? I ran a Facebook ad, Samuel responded to the Facebook ad. After that, we met up for coffee. He engaged me for my coaching services. Last time, my coaching services was still very cheap, okay? Uh, it was like $250 for one hour, $500 for two hours, right? So we did, I was in the Philippines, he was in Singapore. We did a Skype coaching, right? And then, uh, because he wanted to learn how to generate leads, because uh, F, uh, Samuel used to be in the financial industry, he used to be in uh, AIA, right? AIA, right? Yeah. And uh, after that, he generated so many leads, right, that he cannot cope anymore. So, what he do instead is he sold, he sold leads to other agents. Because that, there's a max amount of leads that you can handle in a month, right? Let's say, if you meet five people a day, maximum one month is 100 packs, right? But he's generating thousands of leads every single month. So because of the volume, he he had he couldn't be the bottleneck anymore. He didn't want to be his own bottleneck, right? And that's why he uh, he started uh, uh, helping. He started setting up his own social media marketing agency, and he helped FAs to uh, generate leads for their own business. All right. And uh, so today, he, so today he agreed to do a, a coaching session. Now Samuel's time is precious. It's not easy to get him to come and do a coaching session like that. So everyone, let's give Samuel a huge round of applause. Okay? Hi guys, uh, just a quick show of hands. How many of you are financial advisors? So just to understand the And how many of you are already currently running Facebook ads? Like, is anybody running? Yeah, all of you in, how many of you, you are like someone in the About 70% of them, yeah. About 70%? Yeah. Okay, so 30% are like, yes, right, okay. So uh, just a quick introduction about myself. So I met Eric about two years back, and that was when I first went for his coaching, and actually understood a little bit more about the Facebook prospecting and Facebook marketing. And then fast forward today, right, I'm actually running my only gen agency, mainly for insurance agents and other businesses, and I'm also doing events marketing. So at my peak, I was doing about 20K per month uh, in ad spend, which is Facebook ad spend, the money I spent on Facebook with Eric. And on my own end, which is my own, own company, I handle about 30 to 50k per month on advertising. So today I'm going to show you some of the processes that we actually use to generate leads from Facebook. And this is actually a build up from Eric's coaching. Because Eric has a two-day coaching, so some of the basics he has already covered in the coaching. So for those of you who are new here, um, just bear with me. I'm going to cover, uh, the portion that I'm going to cover is a build up from this coaching. So I'm going to assume that you already have a basic knowledge about Facebook advertising. And um, this is what we are going to cover today. So I'll be showing you how you can start running your very own Facebook ad profitably, meaning once you put a dollar inside into your ad spend, you'll get more than a dollar back so that you can actually scale the campaign up. I'll also be showing you how you can create your ad copy, which is the word that we use um, to create your first ad easily. And this portion is the lead delivery automation. I'll show you how you can set up some simple automation so at the moment a lead has been generated on Facebook, it will go to your phone directly. So what happens is once a lead has been generated on Facebook, it goes to your smartphone, and then from a smartphone, you can actually send a lead immediately to actually book the appointment. All right, so I'll be showing you this as well. And the last portion will be asking for some of the review and feedback of this coaching session. And after that, we'll also be providing you some after training materials. So this whole session is recorded, so we'll be giving you the recording, plus I'll also send you the slides. So later on, if you have your laptop with you, right, you can follow uh, me as I'm showing you the example, that'd be great. If you find it a little bit difficult to follow, uh, that's okay as well because we'll be sending you the slides and the recording so you can do it uh, when you actually get back home at your own pace. Alright, so depending on what level you are at, you can feel free to follow me as I take you through example or you can just listen first and then implement um, back at home. Uh, by the way, I have a tendency to speak really fast. So if a little bit too fast, just let me know so I can slow down. Is this pace okay? Yes. And by the way, my new MacBook has no uh, USB to put a clicker, so I gotta just kind of do this. 
So this is the process that I'll be going through with you guys. And let me just um, break down this process. There are many, many ways to generate leads. You can use messenger bots, you can use websites, you can use lead forms, but this process, right, is by far the easiest way to get started without needing all these different, different complicated stuff. So how it works, which I'm gonna show you later on live, is essentially we create a Facebook ad. Later on, I'll be going through with you how you can actually write a Facebook ad, even if you're a total beginner. So we create a Facebook ad, and we use this thing called a lead form. A lead form is like a website that's hosted on Facebook. So instead of bringing people to an external website or an external landing page, we use a lead form to actually capture the leads information. And once the info is captured, we use a software to send a lead to the, to the person's phone. Right? So in this case, if you are generating leads for yourself, you just send it to your own phone. Can everyone write down notes and draw this diagram out on your notes or something? Or you want to take uh, a picture? Yes, I'll send them the slide as well. So maybe they can look at it as well. Right? But it's good to write notes now. Yeah, okay, this step one, step two, and step three. Step one and two are the basics. This is what you'll be learning today. Step three, I'll also be going through with you, but step three is slightly more advanced, but um, step one and two is what you definitely must get, all right? But if you can do the whole thing, then essentially you have a whole system whereby leads will get sent automatically to your phone, and then through your phone, right, you can actually call the leads to follow up them. So if you're doing insurance, leads will be sent to your phone, and then just uh, call them, and then book the appointment, right? And this is something that I've realized that across all my different businesses, right, I try to call the leads within 30 minutes. Many people, they will run an ad, and then once the lead has been generated, right, they'll take about two to three days to actually follow up the leads. And that's actually a huge issue, because how it works is that the whole premise of a lead opt-in is that when somebody's on their phone, right, usually on Facebook, they are bored or something, they go to their phone on Facebook, they just scroll through, and because they're not looking to see an ad, but when they actually see your ad, right, a Facebook ad is disruptive in nature. Meaning nobody goes on Facebook looking to buy insurance, but when I disrupt the person, if the person is not keen, they'll just move on, which is great, which is most people. But for the one person who is keen enough at the moment to actually stop at the ad and engage with the ad, they will spend about five to seven seconds because they're keen. So they go through it, they read it, they answer a few questions on a lead form, and then they press submit. The moment it has been submitted, many people take it for granted that, oh, because the lead has opted in, they are really my leads, which is not true. Because the moment the lead has submitted this particular form, we can understand that in our mind, this person is interested enough to spend about five to seven seconds engaging. Of course, this is the interested prospect. A non-interested prospect will not even spend one second looking through. If you, are, if you see an ad and you're not keen, you just go by. So knowing that the person has spent between five to seven seconds to actually engage, the moment they engage, right, it is very, very crucial to have a system that let you know immediately that this person has engaged so that you can call back immediately. Which means if I open for ad right now, right, the advertiser should contact me within 30 minutes. Otherwise, if you contact them the next day or like two days after, right, it just gets so difficult actually to follow up. Just picture this. If you are on your phone right now, you see like a great deal for like a spa, um, maybe like, I don't know, like $3 or $5 for like a spa first time trial. So you're really keen and you opt in, but if the person doesn't call you back fast, right, if I call you back like two days later, within your two days, you may see other ads or things happen or you forget, and then it's just so difficult for that person to actually follow up with you. All right, so, this system, which I'm going to show you later, will actually allow you to call your leads within 30 minutes. And if you do this, then you will put yourself at the best possible chance to actually follow up the leads. Everyone writes now, if you don't call your leads within 30 minutes, the leads will become cold. Right? Now, if you don't call your leads within 30 minutes, the leads will become cold. Alright. So, yeah. And in fact, 15 minutes straight. Yeah. Yep. So what happens is for different businesses like spas or like future center, right? what we do is we actually plan a receptionist at the place itself. So if it's within really working hours, all the leads will be covered within 15 minutes because that's the receptionist KPI. However, if you're like an insurance agent and you do not have a, like an admin, you're gonna put in some protocol to make sure you can contact a lead as fast as possible. So 
that's it, right? Let me illustrate to you with an actual case study. So this is something that you guys may be familiar with because it's something that you guys would have probably went through. So this is a funnel that I actually use for Elevix event. So how it works is really simple. I have a Facebook ad like this, which later on I will deconstruct for you and show you how to write an ad like this. So once an ad like this is up, right? Once you click on this ad, you will actually go into a lead form. A lead form is like a website that's posted on Facebook. So you go to the lead form. And on the lead form, right, they'll be answered, they'll be able to see a few information, which later on I'm gonna teach you how to craft, and they'll be able to answer a few questions and put in their different information over here. The most powerful thing about lead form, and this is really crucial, the most powerful thing is that these different fields, right, the full name, the mobile number, the email, the date of birth, or even the gender, these are what we call, call auto-populated fields, which means Facebook really has the data. So the moment a person clicks on this, right, the lead form pops up, this different information appears by itself, which means the user does not have to key in manually. If you go to a website, and if you ask for the person's phone and mobile number and email, they have to key in manually, which is a really big deal for most consumers because people are generally lazy. But with a lead form, right, the moment they engage, this different information, because Facebook already has the data, it appears by itself, and all the lead has to do is to answer this question before they can submit the form. And once they submit, you gotta call them back immediately to either ask for the sale, ask for a deposit, ask for the appointment, or ask for the reservation, or whatever, depending on what kind of business you are in. And then from then on, you carry on with your... How many of you have opted process? into a lead form before? Raise your hand. Okay, oh. so do you realize that we opt into the lead form, it already has your name, your contact number and everything, right? And that's the reason why I like to keep the tracker of Facebook itself. Because if I channel them to a landing page, right, and I ask them to put in their name, contact number, email, maybe they might type their number wrongly or their email wrongly, right? But if it's on Facebook, most of the time the leads are a lot more accurate, right? So when you do a lead form, it's a lot more accurate than sending traffic to a landing page because if you get people to type manually, then uh, then they, they might have typo errors, right? So, so this is one example. Um, the next example is more pertaining to the insurance industry. So it works the same way. We have an ad. Of course, for insurance, later on, I'll touch on a little bit as well. It's a little bit different because the way we craft the copy and the words we use is going to be really, really precise because uh, there's a few different things that we need to think about. But same thing, we create an ad and then we have a landing page. Eh, sorry, we have a lead form. So on the lead form, right, again, these different views, it populates by itself. Once somebody engages, it appears by itself. And then we ask them a few questions. So in this case, we ask them whether they are a smoker, and then we give them a, a call from Alright, so once they have submitted this, then we actually use the app to make sure the agent calls them back within 30 minutes. And for the insurance industry, this is especially important. In fact, for any industry, because you can understand how Facebook works is that once somebody engages on your app, the Facebook data, their own data, knows that this person is interested in an ad like this, because they can track that who actually clicks on the ad. Which means to say, if you run a spa, for example, if somebody engages on a spa voucher ad, the moment they engage, they will be targeted by other spa vouchers ads. Because Facebook has the data. Which is the whole reason why Facebook is able to find a consumer in the first place. And if you don't call them back fast, right, by the time you get to them like 48 hours later, maybe like three or four other spas have already called them and they may have responded. Which is why it's so important to get back your list quickly. And once you can get to them quickly, of course, over the phone, you need to have the skill of being able to convert them to the next step of the sales process. But if you can do this, then you have won the first step. Alright, so now I'm going to show you a few um, a few live case studies. I'm going to go into my Facebook ad interface. 
How many of you have went into the Facebook ad interface before? Have anybody went in before? Ads manager, ads manager. Ads manager, ads manager. Seen ads manager. Like how many of you have, have attempted to create an ad? Okay. Hopefully, hopefully everyone. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I asked that, right, is I'm going to show you my ads manager. So this is jumping right into my back end. And um, this is something like the end in mind that I want you to have. Again, I'll be showing you many different examples, and there are a few things that are more advanced. So for the purpose of this session, right, try to focus a little bit more on just the basic stuff first. I will explain it later on. But essentially what you see over here, right, in the first example, this is an event that I actually marketed. Let me just find the event. Yeah. So this is one of, uh, this is not Alex's event, it's another person's event. Can you see how much money is spent here? 54,959.76. That's basically 59,000, $60,000 in Sing dollars cash uh, that he's already paid for Facebook. Yeah, but this okay. is my, this and it's just one of the ad accounts. It's not even yeah. the full. This is, uh, and this ad account is called FA Client no, no, Unstable. <laughs> this is my own ad account, which means all my clients' account right are over here. Then it's of course uh, the different accounts, but this is just uh, essentially my account. So this is what he meant by me using my own money. So what happens is in this example, right, you can see that I actually marketed for fitness preview. So the business model is very, very simple. I generate traffic and then 20 people or 30 people or 40 people would go to the preview and at the preview, the trainer sell them something. And whatever the trainer sells, I get a portion of it. All right, so using the same system to lead gen, here's what I did. Okay, let me show you the ad copy further. Don't worry about the wording. Later on, I will be showing you exactly how you can actually uh, write the wording. Can everyone write this business model down? Everyone write this down. Events marketing business model. Everyone write this down. Events marketing business model. Okay, now I'm going to show you how the events marketing business model works. Huh? And basically, what I mean by Samuel and I have generated over six figures. Okay. So what happens in every event, right? Okay, an event, huh? is that there are two parts, okay? 50, 50, okay. The first part, right, is a speaker. So for example, I could be a speaker, right? Let's say I'm a Facebook speaker. Or there could be a property speaker. Or there could be like Sean Xia doing a value investing speaker. Or someone selling a YouTube course, right? So um, speaker will make 50%. And then the event organizer come marketer and the marketer will make uh, 50%. So let's say the event organizer uh, have to pay for the venue and everything, right? The marketer normally maybe make 30 30 to 35% or even sometimes up to 40%. The event organizer normally make about 10 to 15%. Okay? Then the speaker will make 50%. The speaker has to complete the training. The speaker has to do the preview. The speaker has to sell. So let's say in one event, right? Okay, like for me, whenever I did my seminars, every single event I do, I make from 4K to 12K, right? So every single event, what's 50% of 4K? 2000. 2000. What's 50% of 12K? 6,000. So as a marketer, right, and he was my only marketer for some events, uh, I would transfer him 2K to 6K right after every event. Is that pretty good money? How many of you agree, right? You stay at home, right? Stay at home, I uh, just use your laptop and everything. You market an event. He didn't even show up for... Okay, until today, Samuel has never been for any of my previews before. Okay, he has never been for my, my preview before. How many of you agree, right? You stay at home, you market an event, uh, and then within three hours, you don't even need to speak. Uh, the speaker speak, the speaker sell. You don't even need to fulfill the event. Uh, I have to fulfill a two day course and everything. How many of you agree? Uh, three hours make 2k is not, not bad. Raise your hand. Not too bad, uh, right? That's about maybe $600 per hour, uh, right? So when you learn how to, um, when you understand how to canvas attention, right? So when you learn how to canvas attention, the world is your oyster as to how much money you can make, right? You can market an event, you can market a spa, you can market a uh, FA insurance, you can market property, you can market anything, right? 
and people will be more than happy to give you 50%. Why? Because whenever I give Samuel 50%, right, I don't think I'm giving him 50%. Uh, I don't think I'm giving him money from my pocket. Right? It's money that he created for me. Does that make sense? It's new money. Because if not for him, there's no one to watch my seminar. I won't even make a 4k to 12k in the first place. So I don't look at it when I pay him 2k as a marketing expense, you know. I look at it as a collaboration when he's giving me new money. Make sense? I don't look at it as I'm giving 2k, I look at it as I make 2k. I don't look at it as giving 6k, I look at it as I make 6k within half, uh, 3 hours. Make sense? Yeah. So this is the business model and that's what he means by events marketing. Okay? Alright, thank you for the very detailed explanation. So that's events marketing. And um, this is just one example of the app that I actually ran. I know you see many, many versions, so uh, this is called speed testing, but today we will not talk about speed testing, we'll keep it very simple. So this is the app that I actually ran. Um, so what happens is, the copy like this, so again the whole premise of advertising, when somebody within a target audience, between 18 to 28 years old, they are on Facebook, they have no intention of becoming a fitness trainer, maybe they have some interest in fitness, but they have no intention of opening for an app. But when they scroll through Facebook, right, when they see an app like this, they will actually stop, they will read the copy, they will stop and they will actually engage uh, by clicking. Okay, in this case, I use a landing page, but today we are not talking about landing pages, we are talking about lead form. But once they click, right, they will go into a lead form, and from a lead form, that's where we actually convert them to an event show up. So like what Edward has mentioned, for this particular model, once they show up at the event, it's on the speaker to do the rest of the things, right? But this is just an example of the front end, which is the lead generation portion. So this is one example. Um, another example is something like this. Okay, this one is Edward's event. All right, this one is Edward's event. So you can see that we spent about 7k. This is just one of the campaigns. So again, how an ad look is something like this. So if you look at the ads that I actually run, right, you actually can see some trends. For example, the images and the wording I use. Which later I'll show you how to come out of it. But the same process, they will go through a post like this. And this is what we call a pretty long copy. So today I'm going to teach you the short copy, which means we don't want to have so many words. But um, this one is pretty long. So same thing when somebody goes through this, right? They will actually read it. They will click it. Once they click, a lead form pops up and they opt in. And once they opt in, right, they go into your business process. Whether you're trying to go, uh, bring them to an event or bring them to your spa or bring them to your appointment, that's up to you. But uh, this is as far as the lead gen actually goes. So, one more example. Okay, this is more pertaining to the insurance industry. Can I just have a show of hands again? How many of you are in the insurance industry? This is um, one example, let me just show it to you. <coughs> so, an app looks something like this. Okay, for some reason, I can't really <coughs> ah, okay. So, uh, something like this, right? So again, once somebody actually sees it, they will be engaged. And once they click, right? It goes to a lead form where you ask them a few questions. And can you see this information? It populates by itself. The reason why this number isn't a good is a dummy account, so there's no number. But in a real account, it's a number and it populates by itself. And all the lead has to do is to answer this question and to answer this question. And the moment they press submit, right, the lead goes right to my smartphone and then I actually follow up the lead. Or more like the advisor blocks the lead. Right? So that's the whole process. As to how to ask the question over here, I don't want to go through with you, but just to have an overview of the process. I think I have one last example. This one is. Samuel, will all the fields appear yes. if they do not make it visible to the public? 
Um, yes, they will appear. That's the magic. Because Facebook has the data, so there's no way it will not appear unless you don't put it in. But it's almost unlikely. And people ask me, will it be a wrong number? Very, very unlikely. Usually it's a correct number. And most of the time, leads, they are people with some interest. How do we know they have interest? Because they spend about 5 to 7 seconds looking at the thing, when the average consumer spends like 0 0.01 seconds through an ad, because nobody likes ads. So when I stop and I give it a 5 to 7 seconds of attention, it means I'm interested. So they'll give you the correct number and then everything, and it goes to you. Everyone write this down. Sales is not a convincing process. Sales is a filtering process. Write this down. Sales is not a convincing process. Sales is a filtering process. Your job when you sell something or when you market something, right, is not to convince people. Your job is to create an ad copy, right, such that it will filter who is interested in this, who is not interested in this. And the people who are interested in this will naturally come up to the top and they will send you their leads, they will come for an event and they will end up meeting up with you for an appointment or meeting up with you for coffee. So sales is not a convincing process. Sales is a... <coughs> Process. Okay, so one last example. This is also pertaining to insurance, but this one is more for recruitment. So again, something like this. You'll see that all the copies I use are pretty long, um, but later on I'll show you a simpler way to write it. But same process, copy and image. Once they engage, right, they will actually be brought on to the lead form, and from the lead form, you actually bring them to your event, or you bring them to uh, wherever you need them to go. Like. So that's the, that's the process. Okay, up to here, any, any questions? Yes. Are we supposed to write such a long uh, ad? Uh, you could, you could. But because whenever I try to write something, I, mm. I got a problem to say that Facebook, it says that this uh, ad is too long, as in too many it's wording. Too okay. You mean they disapprove the ad because it's too long? You never... Not, not, not likely, not likely. So what happens when an ad gets disapproved, right? There's a few things. Like. It's not disapproved because I, I didn't go for the paid version. Okay. I just write and boost it my... I mean, uh, post, uh, post it in my own uh, Facebook account. Mm -hmm. And say the, the wording, I think the wording you say is too long. Okay, not, not, not like mm, we have tested long copy, short copy, not, not really as much. Okay. You write an whole essay on Facebook mm -hmm. and you won't get disapproved. Mm -hmm. Unless you use words like uh, make money online, or these kind of things, then okay. you get disapproved. Or do you suffer from pain or something like that, then you get disapproved. Yeah. Mm. Like, let's say I say, uh, let's say I want to run an insomnia and I say, uh, do you normally find it hard to sleep? Oh, like that, yeah, Facebook will be. Why? Because Facebook wants you to create pain in their consumer. Mm. Like, so do you normally then they remind them say, oh yeah, I always, uh, I always cannot fall asleep. So Facebook wants you to create pain in the consumer. So there are some, some things that like, you can look at the Facebook privacy policy. Yeah. Okay. How Facebook works is that they put their consumer over the business, which means to say I have friends who are spending like seven figures on Facebook, but Facebook will still deactivate the ad account when they don't follow the policies. Because to Facebook, the consumer is always more important than the business. Because if I piss the business off, but if I still have a consumer, they will still come back to me. Because there's no other way to access this attention. However, if I take the money in and just allow anybody to advertise anything, they will piss my consumer off. And once these consumers go off, right, then I have no leverage already. Which means to say they are also pretty sure of certain policies. So the moment you know your accounts, uh, your, your ad is disapproved for whatever reason, right, try to create a totally new campaign so that they can't retract it. So that, that's one of the uh, more administrative stuff. Alright, so in this whole three-step process, right, pretty much. There's a lot of things that I could touch on, but today I want to talk a bit more about the copy, which means how do you use words, right, to actually lead gen? How do you put words in such a way whereby it calls out to the correct audience, it gives them the correct message to actually engage with the ad? And that's the most important thing. Because if you have a copy on, right, the other thing and all the other small, small things, right, it's not as uh, important. But as long as you have a copy, that is the first step. So now I'll be going through with you how to actually write a copy, and this is where I'll deconstruct the uh, way I run my copy. And what you can do is um, take notes on how you can implement this for your own business and later on I will show you some more of the, uh, I will go through with you a hands-on version of actually doing up a copy from scratch. 
So this is a typical ad that I will actually run, and I took some time to actually deconstruct it. So in all my ads, right, you will always see the first element I would have is always this. It, uh, attention, whoever I'm trying to target. So if you're a spa, you'll be uh, attention. Um, okay, for spas, right, usually I wouldn't put, I'll put something more generic, lah, like attention spa lovers or attention pet lovers. Whatever your target market is, something that resonates with them. So the first thing is that, uh, of course, the, the, this one is the second thing. The first thing is that your page name, right? Uh, try to use either your own uh, your own name, a human's name, with a, of course a human's image, or use something that resonates with the consumer. I'll give you a perfect example. For the insurance industry, right, many people like, run ads from like, their agency. So it could be like from ABC agency. But a name like this, right, does not relate to the consumer. Everybody is always quite important, especially don't write an ABC agency. Correct. Don't write like whatever agency or whatever. That means a lot to you and there's a lot of pride because your team photo is there, but it does not mean anything to a code consumer. It means like zero or even negative. But what means something to the consumer, you want to put something that can resonate with them. So something like wealth, accumulation, SG, or you know, something that re uh, relates to the consumer. And that's the first thing that will catch attention. So once you've caught your attention, the second thing is uh, attention, whoever, right? Attention, consumers. So attention, spa lovers, attention, pet lovers. Attention, uh, financial advisors, attention, salespeople, attention, uh, entrepreneurs, attention, hustlers, whichever your target market is. And then you must insert a can't say no question. Alright, a can't say no question is basically a question that the target market cannot say no to. So it's like a no brainer. Lah. So in this case, I put something like looking to learn Facebook marketing to 10x your income and business in the next 30 days. And I know for sure that if it is my, within my target audience, mm. there is no way they will say no to this question. If they say no, Either they are not within my target audience, or they are within, but at the point on at the point in time they are not thinking about the topic, which is fine. Alright, but a can't say no question is a question that any consumer within your target audience will not be able to say no to. So uh, maybe we do a quick example. Anybody has like a business that I can do a can't say no question for you? Or just <coughs> any business? Like, anybody? You just marketing everything into FAs. Hmm? FAs, okay. Let's take so, our critical yes. illness policy. Sorry? Critical illness policy. For critical illness policy, yes. Yeah. Mm, for critical illness policy, we usually will. Okay, this is pretty subjective. Okay, there are certain companies, um, there are certain companies who offer plans whereby if you don't make any claims at the end of the tenure, which mm. can be to whatever age, they give you the money back. Yep. So I could say something like looking to get yourself covered without having to without looking yourself looking to get yourself covered without having to looking to get yourself covered and if you so I basically would frame it in a way by they either get covered, they make a claim, or they'll get the money back. So that, that would be my can't say no question. Mm -hmm. So if I were to phrase it in, a, in, in one sentence, right, it could be something like, just looking to get yourself covered. Uh, I would say something like most people think that if they don't make any claims, they, can, they will not be able to get the money back. And here's why they're wrong. So essentially something that kind of catch the attention of the consumer in the most attractive way possible. Okay. So that's a little bit different from this example, but something along those lines. So it need not be exactly in this structure, but it must be something that would be a no-brainer for your consumer to say yes. Right? It can be something that the consumer will look at it and say yes, mentally. And once they have the mental yes, that is where I will bring in the three key benefits of, uh, the three key benefits that will actually be attractive for the consumer. So I'll put the, and this particular emoji, you just go into like emoji.com, you can get this emoji. And emoji has been proven to be pretty useful in copies. So instead of doing this, right, if I put like a one, two, three, it's usually less attractive. With this, it's a lot clearer to the human eye. So I'll put three emojis. And, and over some here, emojis I'll have a, been used. Because they're more visual. 
and then I will put the, the, the three uh, key benefits. And these different benefits, right, there's a way to actually phrase it, which I'll cover later on. But essentially, how you have to phrase this benefit is that you want to let, you want to always say something like, the, get the end result without the pain that your consumer is facing. So if I were to target FA, right, I would tell them something like, get leads, because leads is the end result they want without having a prospect. Because prospecting is what they hate. So it's always get what you love without having to do what you hate. So that's how I will always phrase my key benefits. Alright, so the later on I'm going to be going through a hands-on version. So three key benefits. And right, the call to action. So just get them to click on learn more to secure your stock. This is pretty crucial because if you don't have this right, most consumers they will not take initiative. So you always be sure that you give them a very explicit instruction. Click on whatever it is to actually secure the slot. So once you have this portion done, right? Uh, later on, I'll send a slide, but if you want to take a picture, you can take a photo. Yeah. Um, so So for a case, right, after she wrote a whole copy, the last portion, she will say something like, 
PS, this is not a sales, uh, this is not going to be another aggressive hard selling uh, session. We truly want you to enjoy your facial experience. So just this simple phrase, right, removes that last minute uh, resistance from the consumer and the consumer will actually opt in a lot easier. So whatever business you're in, right, you want to think about when I put a no-brainer in front of my consumer, what are the other reasons that they would kind of, what, what could be the little voice? And all the little boys just put it here. So I will literally just, just uh, state everything. Like. In fact, for the events marketing, right, one of the most, uh, most, most commonly phrased I always use at the start was something like this. This is what I would use. Like. I would always, every time, PS, this is not another sales preview where we try to upsell you every single minute. We are actually trying to provide real value. And if you think we are a good fit, we can see how we can work together. So I will always put that because I want to remove that resistance away from the consumer. But at the same time, don't uh, lie to them. Yeah, don't lie to them. Yeah. Correct. So they, they also went a bit too... So what I did was I went all the way, I said something like, this is not a sales preview. Uh, at no point will we ask you to pull out your credit card or something. So then at the end, some people are like, you know, but at the end there is an upsell that, 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 that we could go for. Yeah. So I try to put something, but just make sure you don't like the consumer. Because you want the consumer to have a very aligned experience. You don't want to promise them the moon, they all pay, then suddenly it's so different, and then they're like, piss off. That's not, uh, not super good as well. Alright? And okay, the images is pretty important. Images are like over 80% of the ad copy. Always use a native image. Try to stay away from like stock images or images with a lot of words. Always use a native image, which means like a real image. Something that can blend with people's newsfeed. Because how Facebook works is that when I go to Facebook, right, I'm looking at the different, different photos that I have on my Facebook, and all those are real images. So the whole idea of the image you use, right, it must look like an image that somebody will actually post on Facebook, organically. Like if you want to share it, like whatever photos you actually post it. So try not to use any picture that is uh, like stock images or images that will stand out and people know it's an ad immediately. Because what happens is with an ad, right, there will be a small sponsored logo at the top. But most of the time, if you profit properly, right, people won't really feel it as much. But if you use like a stock image or those kind of very, very, essentially images that people know are not real. Right? An image that you will never post on Facebook, then people will know it's an ad immediately. All right? So the whole goal is to try to use a, use a daily image that actually blends in the people's news feed. And the better you can blend in, the less they will feel that it's an ad. And okay, for the header, right, um, the, you, you can craft a header anyway, but after different, different testing, right, I found that this is one of the best way and one of the simplest way. Though. So how you can frame your offer, you can do this, put uh, this bracket, don't, don't, put the, don't put the curvy one, put this one. For some reason it works a lot better, maybe it's more stable or whatever. Put this one, right, free then put your offer. But in the event that your in the event that your offer is not free, right? Which means if you can't if you can always try to frame it as free. If you can't frame it as free, frame it as limited. So bracket, limited, then put in whatever you want to actually put in. And make sure it's attractive. Right? So the priority is make it free. If you can't make it free, then make it limited. But free is always better. Because what happens is the moment you put this right, and free put it in front, don't put it like in between. Claim your free workshop here. Just put free here. Because uh, the moment a human eye sees free, right, their gut is lowered already. Yeah. Mentally, subconsciously, then they read on. What's going on? Or limited, their gut is lowered, or they are kind of they want to find what it is, then they will actually uh, actually read on. Alright, so free, learn how to connect your business with Facebook marketing. Then from here, uh, the copy is actually done. Alright? Okay, so back. Back to this portion, right? Let me just touch on one last pointer over here before I move on uh, to do one of the copy up with you guys. So this is how you can develop your 3T benefits. This is how you want to mentally think about it. 
Alright, and this is something I actually went for Ping Jun's. Uh, how many of you know who's Ping Jun? Okay, so this is something I went for Ping Jun's course, and this is one of the most powerful things that he actually taught. So how you want to craft a copy as a marketer or as a business owner is this. This whole thing, think of a consumer, think of what they would hate. Alright, because your consumers always begin on Hell Island. So when they are on Hell, Hell Island, this is where a consumer has all their different, different troubles. This is where they have their different obstacles. So for example, if my consumers are financial advisors, on Hell Island, their problems could be prospecting, cold calling, doorknobs, or whatever it is that they don't want to do. So you want to mentally think and as hard as possible, what is it that my consumer is going through that they don't want to go through? And once you can find all the different reasons, put it on Hell Island. And in your whole marketing copy, right, you want to think about how you can get consumers to go from Hell Island to Heaven Island. Heaven Island is whatever they want. So for example, it could be get leads on demand, get as many appointments as you want, get five appointments per day, have the too many leads problem, whatever they want. Alright, so you put it on Heaven Island. And once you can isolate these two islands, right, your whole goal of your marketing message is to move someone from Hell Island to Heaven Island. And once you can be laser focused on this, you will speak to your consumers naturally. Alright, so Hell Island to Heaven Island. And these different shots, right, it represents the different obstacles. For example, if somebody wants to learn Facebook marketing, the Hell Island could be maybe they're not making enough income, the Heaven Island is they're gonna make a lot of income. So if I learn Facebook marketing, I'll make a lot of income. But the different shots, right, are the reasons why it will stop them from going from not having enough income to a lot of income. So these different shots could be, I tried the course but it didn't work, or I went for this coaching but it didn't work, or I'm bad with computers, or you know, I'm just bad with technology, or I'm just not motivated. So you want to list out all the different objections the consumer may have, and this essentially, if you relate to my previous slide, those will be your evening. Alright, so over here, the three key benefits, how to get what you want without what you don't want, and then over here, right, is where you list all the different even ifs that they will actually, uh, the common objection that your consumer actually have. Alright, and these even ifs, right, are basically these different uh, shots. Can you follow so far? Yeah. So uh, you're going to use this, this itself. This is basically a mental exercise to actually craft a copy. So with this, right, it makes it a lot easier to think in the shoes of the consumer to see what they actually uh, want to get from where to where and what could be the common things that are keeping them from actually moving forward. And if you think about all these different things, right, there usually is a lot of reasons. Uh. Because if there are no reasons, they will have already done it. But there are usually a lot of reasons why they are not taking action. And your whole copy should be laser focused in removing these reasons and giving them more reasons to, or more reinforcement to actually go forward with the action. Alright, so once you have this, it helps you to write your copy a lot easier. Okay, now I'm going to spend about 10-15 minutes to actually do up a live version of whatever I just went through. So this is a point about if you have a laptop with you, if you are already pretty uh, advanced in this thing, you can actually do it with me. Otherwise, we will be sending you this recording, you can do it later at home. But for those of you who are, uh, you have a laptop with you, just go into your Facebook app manager. So just go to a blank page, type in Facebook app, and then press enter. Ah, but this is like you do it with your desktop or your laptop. You can't do it with your phone. Alright, so just go into Facebook ads. 
then just press on the blue button. Okay, just go into Ads Manager. Your one may look a bit different because uh, usually it should only be one ad account. So you should go to something like this, right? Something like this. And then press on the green button, and you'll see the different ad objectives, right? You'll see the different ad objectives. So there's many different objectives, but for today, right, and after all this testing, I've realized that if you are within your first year of using Facebook ads, just this one uh, tool itself is pretty much enough. Lah. The truth is you can do everything, but just focus on one. If you can master this, it's like more than enough already. And again, your goal is not to, unless, of course, you are in the Facebook ad business, Again, your goal is not to master Facebook ad. Your goal is to find the simplest way, the easiest way, the power of least resistance to use Facebook ad to build my business. And, the, and that answer right, is usually lead gen. Alright, so click on lead gen. If you have your laptop, you just write down step by step. Okay, like first, mm. first step, facebook.com slash ads manager. We will say in recording, but if you write down, usually you remember it better. Facebook.com slash ads manager. Second step, click the green create button. Third step, click lead generation. Fourth step, name your campaign name. Yep. Step by step, okay? So even when you go home, you can reference this. If not, you go to the, the video course, I also have it step by step, okay? Or go here. So once you're done, just press create. For those, for those of you who are already done that, Okay, so this is the first thing that we have to do. Whenever I come to pages, right, one of the reasons why people don't create new pages is because they think that if I do a new page, it's a dummy page, there's no pictures, there's no likes, nobody will believe it. But the truth is for lead gen, right, it doesn't matter. Because the whole process of lead gen is when somebody on their, on their news feed, they see a sponsored post and they engage, they give the information and they become a lead. That's the whole process. There is, it does not include them going to the page. Would there be like four skeptical persons who will go to a page and see that, oh, no likes, this must be a scam? There will be. But it doesn't matter. You know why? Because if you look at this, right? If you look at this, you can see that this is an impression number. Impression meaning how many people saw it, right? So if I go through an app, once again, that's one impression. You can see that there's, there's a 76k impression and there will be 60 leads. So th that's it. Which means the four skeptical person that don't click because you don't have a uh, credible page is just going to be one of the person over here, which doesn't matter anyway. All right, so you do not need a credible any page. All we need, right, to be very honest, I just want a page name. We just want a page name. We don't want, we don't care about anything. Else. We just want the page name. All right, so don't let that be an obstacle. We just want a page name. So in this case, Samuel has run ads from like dummy pages. Okay, so okay, it's called dummy pages. So let's say you want to run an ad called SG Investing Leads or SG Investing. Uh, SG investment or SG property, right? Hmm. Uh, he, he realized that the cost per lead, okay, to be honest, if they are branded, will the cost per lead be cheaper? Definitely, yes. If Tony Robbins run an ad compared to uh, uh, Akka or Tanaka or run an ad, obviously people opting to Tony Robbins more likely, right? To be honest, yes, branding does matter, but at the same time, even if, you, if, if your ad copy is good, if you know how to excite the right pain, right? Even if you run an ad from a dummy page, it will still work. Yeah. yeah, Samuel has generated thousands of leads from dummy pages. So again, uh, I was about to use Elric but I thought, you know, let me just use the dummy page, alright? So we start on the same same uh, page. So what I will do, right, is, and this is just admin, usually I will go to public figure, I will just choose public figure, because if you choose the rest, right, they will ask like a whole bunch of questions. If you choose business, then they ask a lot of questions. So just public figure. So you are creating a new page. And over here, assuming I'm promoting his event, I will just put something like, uh, okay, you don't want to put Facebook marketing SG, because Facebook doesn't like it. 
they like it when you associate with them. So I'll put something like 10x marketing SG. Something like this. For most dummy pages, I will always put SG at the back. Either SG at the back, or I will put something like um, Singapore 10x marketing. You have to give the consumer a, a feeling that this is like associated with Singapore, right? It's like something that's very, very near to us. So either Singapore tax marketing or tax marketing SG. So in this case, I'm going to do Singapore tax marketing. And a profile pic, right? I'm just going to choose like a, a picture. Profile pic can be anything, like it can be a stock major or whatever, it doesn't really matter. So. Is anyone lost? Who's lost? Who is your head? This one. Yeah. So what happens is I'll, I'll go through this, but uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Creating a Facebook page or Facebook uh, page. A fresh Facebook page. Ah, correct. Is it important? Uh, <coughs> you already have the image of one. Use the old one. So I'll just put any images in. I'll just put this, uh, for example. Alright, so, and then when you press create page, right, we're done. This is the whole purpose of a page. Alright, so we're done. Can and then we, we have just move on. Number of, of pages? Uh, yes, I created over 100 pages already. So the only reason is for this. There is no more reason already. So just don't overthink it. Uh, just, uh, just. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, are people able to link the page to the dummy page to our profile? Oh, they cannot. They cannot link. Oh. Yeah. They, they, uh, link. They, they unless you specify. Unless you put on your dummy page that this is managed by Adric. This is oh. managed by yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can't link. So another reason why we use dummy pages, right, is for for industries, for example, like insurance industry, or even the property industry, or any industry that's regulated. Or maybe even not regulated by, by regulation, maybe regulated by own emotions. The moment you use your own page, right, there are certain things that people don't feel as comfortable saying. But when you use the dummy page, right, the positioning is more neutral, it's more third party, and you're a little bit more daring with your marketing message. Right. So that could be one of the reasons as well. So Singapore tax marketing? Like for if you use your own Facebook page in the insurance industry, you might get you might lose your license if you write an ad wrongly. True. So that's why if you use a dummy page, at least you cover yourself. I can say, oh, this one was done by my friend. Yep. Then you can say, oh, they can't, you know, yeah, they can pass, they can pass the link to somebody else. So once you have this, right, just click on view terms. Um, this one is just logistics, right? So just I agree to the conditions of the Facebook intent. So once you're done with that, then you can scroll down. And over here, you will see the audience section. Um, this is something that I think is crucial, but it's not the most important one. So usually, I'll just do a pretty brief one. And how I'll do this, right, is something like this. The first thing I will do is that I will change it to people who live in this location. <coughs> because it has been proven that if they are in Singapore, they are like traveling, right? It's not very likely that they will make a buying decision. So always change it to people who live in this location, Singapore. Alright? And then uh, age range, gender. Usually gender, I'll just put all. Age range, if it's for his marketing cost, I'll put something like between um, 25 years old or 50 years old. And again, for this targeting, right? Usually people get very, very fixated over this. They feel as though I need to be very, very precise on this. But the truth is that you don't have to. Because how Facebook works, right, is the, the whole interest attraction pro uh, uh, process is actually based on user intent. Which means to say my job, right, is not to know who is interested. My job is to put out the correct message and to give Facebook a boundary. I take my ad copy, I tell Facebook, just target around here. That's it. Don't have to overthink it because you will not know. Because Facebook has all the data. So once you have the correct copy, just target it to an audience with some filtering, Facebook will be able to sieve out the people for you. Alright, so I'll put this, and under interest, right, I'll probably just put something like, uh, let's just say marketing, or maybe social media, maybe not even social media marketing, just social media, right? Just a, just a broad one. And then I will see my audience size. 
Okay, usually I want to have an audience size of about 500k. That's the usual range. Why? Uh, there's no clear reason, but just like from what I speak, that's the usually 500k is a good range. So what I'll do, right, is that I'll probably narrow it further, which means the audience I want, they must like social media, plus they must like, let's say, lead generation, for example. Okay, so now we are like at like 51k, which is a little bit small. But one of the amazing um, tools over here is that you can just click on suggestions, and it will show you other related interests based on what you have selected. So what I will do now is just to select these different interests until this amount reaches 500k. Because that's my personal preference. So I'll just let me put this 56k. Let's put something more broad. 67k. Yeah, I'll just go all the way to about 500k, and uh, then I'll run an ad. Yeah, so I'll do it to 500, and then I'll run an ad. So once this is done, you can scroll down, and under placement, right, um, this is my suggestion, which I've tested again, I think it's good for lead gen. Just choose Facebook Newsfeed. Yeah, disable everything else. Because from a lot of testing, I realized that it only works on Newsfeed. Anywhere else, right, people don't really open as much, just based on the mass market reaction. So just choose Facebook Newsfeed. I will usually disable all these different ones. So you can either do this, or you can just put auto placement. Auto placement meaning you're letting Facebook decide for you. But usually I will just do this. Uh. I will remove everything, I will just put Facebook Newsfeed. And then once that is done, right, um, the budget, you can put $10 a day, you can put $20 per day. Uh, but usually I will start with about $20 per day. La. But if you are a beginner, you can just start with um, $10 per day. So what this means is that every day Facebook will spend $10 and you can find your customers. Alright, so um, so far any questions? Anyone? Is anybody following? Anybody lost? What's the difference between choosing $10 per day or $20 per day? That's how much money you spend. How much money you want to spend? The more money you spend, the more people you reach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. $10 per day is about $300 per month. So the pay, how I do it is I always start with about, for example, if you talk about LUT event, I'll start about $50 per, uh, per, per day, then I'll slowly scale it. Which means at this peak, I'll spend about 500 per day. But the reason why I could do that, right, was because I was making a profitable return. Which means to say from now on, right, your perspective on this number is going to be very, very different. So in the past, when you do like TV advertising, your whole idea is that, okay, I shall, I shall set aside 10K per year on TV ads. And my budget must never go beyond 10K, which is how the whole thing is crafted. Or with this, right, the whole idea is how can I spend $1 and get at least $2 back? Or if you're running a physical business, you might have to spend $1 and get $5 back because you have overheads. But once the equation makes sense, right, this number is never a concern. Right? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, how can I always make this number increase? Because that would mean that I'm making more profits. So the way you look at this number will be very different. And for a start, right, you can go about $10 per day. Uh, sometimes people will tell you you can do 5 bucks a day, you can do even like $3 a day. But from my own experience, Usually $10 is the bad minimum I would go. La. If it's any lower, right, then usually the... You won't get much results. Yeah, you won't get much results. And the amount of time you require is usually um, a lot longer. So about $10 per day. Um, and then press continue. So once you're done with that, then we'll come to the this portion. So I always use single images, and I've tested elaborate videos versus images. Somehow images still does better. Although video is good for engagement, but with video, right, we've tested with lead gen ads. People watch a video, they click it, they ask questions, but they don't, they don't submit the lead. So images is good enough. So 
In this case, right, I will just choose an image again. I will choose a native image. And as much as possible, your image, right, if possible, try to have like a face in it. Like a face that's looking at the camera because that is a lot more like a native image. So I will just select an image of, um, in this case, Alaric. Let me see if I can find one. We tell you how you select the free stock images. Uh, you saw free stock images? Okay. Okay, so let's say you've got no image, right? You can click over here on free stock images, right? So Facebook, right? Okay, you know what are stock photos, right? You know what are stock photos? Okay, so when you buy a free stock image, right? Facebook will remove the watermark for you and give you a free image because you're spending money in them. So they, they, it's, it, it, Facebook pays for you, lah. Yeah. So the image can be of a girl, can be of a dog, can be of whatever related to your image. And if you choose a stock image, choose a stock image that looks like a native image, lah. Or just like something that looks real, and then yeah. uh, you know, just go with that. So in this case, right, I will just put this as the image. So native image, it looks real. It looks like something people actually post on Facebook, and it has a face to it. These are the common things that I actually go for, right? So once that is in, I will just go on to this portion, and this is where I will start writing my copy. All right. So for the interest of time, I'm going to simplify it and give you a really simple format for actually writing copy, and I will apply the formula that I've just shared with you, which is this. Okay. So let's ignore this, let's write from scratch. So the first thing I would do, right, is maybe somebody just give me a scenario, because if I just do the same thing, it'll be the same thing. You can't see the thinking process. So in this case, right, give me a target audience that Elric may want to target. Uh, something more specific. Just target FA or something. Huh? Okay, half of them are FAs. So mm -hmm. you might as well, okay, imagine okay. you're selling a critical illness or you're selling, you know, something. Okay, okay. FA, I don't know about the... Investments, fees, so investments. Yeah, okay, so for example, right, it's attention to financial advisors. No, we, we do a copy that a financial advisor can use. Oh, oh. So you cannot take away from it, you know, like they can monitor it and populate. Hmm. Whoa, okay. Let's say you're selling a critical illness plan or you know, something like that. Okay, okay. Can, so we are just... Okay, so if that's the case, right, same process, I just go to page, I just click print new page. That's the thinking process. So I'll put something like, um, what kind of plans do you guys usually, like, have a Okay, y'all vote. Okay, okay. We're gonna launch one ad today. Y'all vote what ad you want to launch. Okay. Who wants to launch critical illness ads? Raise your hand. Uh, okay, about six people. Who wants to launch investments ads? Raise your hand. Two. Who wants to launch uh, recruitment ads? Raise your hand. Uh, you want to recruit financial advisors or recruit people? Who wants? Who wants to launch what other kind of ads? Health, 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 health policies. Okay, one. Okay. I think we launch critical illness. Okay. Okay. okay, any others that any particular preference? Property. 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 Yeah. Property. <laughs> property. property. How many property agents here? Okay, only you, Feng Chen, uh, Alan, Jeremiah. Okay, okay we can. We do one for we do one for creative owners. Okay. So if that right, I'll create a name something like uh, Singapore Healthcare Planning. Two zero one nine. For example, something that relates to them and something that feels a lot more localized, alright? So once it is done, same thing, I go to public figure. You know people normally pay a thousand bucks to send you just to write an ad So, he's so writing an ad for us for free, uh, so, so pay attention. Uh. <coughs> Let me see if I can find a... Okay, I'm gonna do this. Uh. Uh, okay, I'll just 
look for an image. Uh. Um, please set aside all the copyright issue and everything, because I'm not going to use this for life. But um, let me just find something that makes sense. Again, profile pic can be any picture, so uh, you don't have to be too particular. Images like this. So literally, I just open this image. Open image. And then um, I'll just save it as CI1. Go back here, and then uh, I'm just gonna put CI1 in. All right. So once I've done this, I would have the image. Can stay there, channel. You have actually asked me. I have the image over here. All right. So create page. So once the page is created, right? Same thing, just click on the view terms to actually uh, accept the request and then um, you can start running the ads. So all this wouldn't be relevant. So in this case, I'll put something like maybe healthcare. Okay. It's about 500k, which is what I wanted. All right, so that's good. Okay, pay attention, I'll pay attention. Any questions? Pay attention, pay attention. All right, so something like healthcare. And then I'll just go all the way below. Same thing, I only target them on Facebook Newsfeed because that's where it's been proven to drive the most conversions. And then, uh, okay, but for FHR, I'm thinking about 30 per day. Like. I wouldn't go any lower than that to get the results a little bit faster. 30 per day is about 1K per month, and that's usually the run rate they want to go with. Otherwise, you'll be too slow to get the results. And if you realize that you can't spend to that amount, right? Then what happens is you can lower your time frame, which means to say you go for like 15 days. So you'll spend 500 per day. Instead of like spreading okay. 500 over one month, yeah, per day I usually go at least 30 bucks. I won't go any lower. And let's say you can't go 30 bucks, you can spend like five bucks. Usually I wouldn't advertise them to go into Facebook ads immediately. Yeah. You should try other methods first. But with this, usually we run at, at least 30 per day. And then, uh, yes. I would think also about 30 because of the high value of the, of yeah. the sale. Yeah, should be about 30 per day as well. And again, 30 per day is 1k per month. So many people think, oh, 30 per day, 1k per month, I can't spend 1k per month. But that's not very, uh, that's not very career of thinking. Because the whole idea is with 30 per day, right? How can I get to my first sale as fast as possible so that it becomes free for me? That, that's the whole idea. Right? So don't think of it as a daily expense, all right? So if it's this right, then um, in this case, it wouldn't be attention financial advisors. So it could be working adults, for example. Right, so in this case, it could be working adults. So I'm trying to target working adults who may want to buy particular business trends. So attention working adults. So next thing is a question that will actually attract their attention. So I could say something like, attention working adults. Most people think that, the, the example that I quoted you early on, hmm. most people think that buying critical illness insurance would be a waste of money if they don't make any claims, right? So this is what I'll put to actually attract attention. And once this is up, right, I'll put something like, here's why they're wrong. Something like this. It's not exactly like a question, but it's more like a can't say no statement. Something that arise basically creates some curiosity like in the mind of the consumer. Alright, so something like this. And once it is done, I will jump into my three key benefits. 
so what I will do is, um, like literally, I just got an emoji, and then here's my green question mark. So I'll just copy it, and then I'll just put it in. Okay, for the insurance uh, industry, I realize that this portion, we keep it really, really short. Because when it's too long, right, it doesn't really add much value, so I'm gonna keep it really short. So in this case, I'm gonna put something like, um, cover yourself up to multiple illnesses <coughs> and multiple cover yourself up to multiple illnesses with just one single one single plan. So something like this. And you can see that I kept this uh, because cap is essentially like emphasizing on the word. So if you find a word that you want to emphasize on to cover yourself up to multiple illnesses with just one single plan. Just imagine you're not reading it and you crop it in a word but you can say it. And the air copy should always be in a tone if you're talking to someone. It shouldn't be too formalized. Like. And what I mean I formalize if you go to like the different companies, right? If you look at their, their, their ads, I'm talking about the actual insurance companies, their ads are usually very, very formalized. Like the way they, they, they write, right? It's not how you talk to a person. So always write a copy as though you are talking to the person uh, in a first person kind of uh, perspective. Right. So cover yourself up to multiple illnesses with just one single plan. The next one I could put something like mm, <coughs> next one I could put something like No health check required. Sorry? No health check required. No health check. Is, is that true? Yeah. Okay. No health check required for the plan. Yes. Okay. It just answer. For the clinic illness plan. Yes. But is it, is it really? Yeah, yeah, it's real, it's real. Okay. No health check, really. You, you just need to answer a few questions. That, right? okay. That's it. He said, because I that. So, for example, we put something like, you know, if that's the case, I'll put it as the first thing. Really, that sounds pretty interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. If that sounds pretty interesting to me, uh, so I'll put something like, no health checkup required. Yeah. But why is required? Or they just need to answer three simple questions. Answer three simple questions. Yeah. And that's for creating a plan. Yeah. It's not too fresh quicker, you know, but it's, it's a it's a it's pretty, 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 pretty intriguing. Okay, so something like no health checkup required. Just answer three simple questions. Three simple questions and yeah, good. Yep. To go. Alright, that's the benefit. Second key benefit. The last one, right, usually I'll put something related to the budget because that's always something that's on people's mind. They know mm -hmm. it's important, but the reason why they don't get it is because it costs money, right? So I'll say something generic like uh, maybe start with get yourself started or get yourself started. As low as uh, $1 a day. Oh, okay. <laughs> These are actual numbers that you are. Yeah, right. Okay. okay, okay. Get yourself covered with as low as $1 a day. Yep. As long as low as one dollar per day, okay? Something like this. So these are my three benefits. And call to action. So for intro is pretty straightforward. I would always say something like want to find out more about this incredible plan. Click on learn more to find out now. So this is my call to action, right? So I'll just change the sign up to 
Okay, we always use learn more, okay? Mm. Mm. Why don't we use sign up? Because when people see a sign up button, right? Then there's a lot of consumer deliberation. They're like, huh, do I really want to sign up? I think they're to ask me to pay something, right? But uh, so like sign up means what? Sign up the plan straight away, right? Learn more is like, hey, I just want to learn more. I put in my information, I want to learn more. You see the difference? If you do sign up, right, your cost per can be twice as expensive, three times as expensive, just because you use sign up, okay? So always use learn more. Yeah, question. How about
That means people with health, health condition can buy also. Yes. Something like that, right? So that would, would be a powerful one. So this could potentially be. I can't say it would be for them because uh, some people, if they answer no, they will trigger not buy anymore. Yeah. So this could potentially be for you, even if you have, have existing. any existing condition. Then if you make it a little more painful, right? Or have tried to get coverage in the past but failed. But failed. Alright? So these are the like the last scope. Lah. So once you get to the last portion, right? They are gonna open, but there are some last minute objections, just scoop it all up so that they actually uh, open. Alright? So something like this. And once we have that right, we are just left with Guys, can you see how how much of genius goes behind every ad copy? Like, like we are handling people's objection before it even comes out, right? Like a lot of people think when I do my seminars, right? I I'm selling only at the last fifteen minutes, but no way. I'm actually selling for the whole three hours. I'm I'm beating objection after objection after objection. Such that when it comes to the sale, it becomes effortless, right? Same thing for writing this ad, right? So you need to understand. Okay, you see, ah. Uh, as a marketer, you must understand your client better than the, your client understands themselves. It's because you've met so many clients already uh, that you know exactly what they want even before they know that's what they want. Got it? Okay. The one thing I want to add uh, is this. You realize, right, that, okay, all this, right, be, even before, okay, like, this one, right, is called above the fold. Okay, what does above the fold mean? Uh, means that people will see the attention and they'll see the attention grabber even before they press the more, right? It's very important, huh? so you don't write your attention grab money so long that that, that you know it, it gets uh it, yeah. So so make sure that your headline and uh, like your attention grab is above the fold, right? It's not above the fold. F O L D. Above the fold. Okay. So um, over here, right? For the headline, let's try. Yeah. Free. Is is there anything that you give for free? Free. Free cost and then free. Uh, <coughs> Cashback uh, if there's no claim. Cashback is okay. Okay, then I'll, I'll put limited lah, not free. Limited. Oh yes. The, the critical I think that there's a yeah. there's a discount. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's this ten percent discount. Right. Some scarcity yeah. So lim limited. Uh, cover against illnesses from one dollar only. In this case, I'll use this up. Where is a pretty Spaces, you know that you can't work with something of uh, people who are thinking of certain things like you look free, right? You attract all the people who are like legit looking for something free, they are not gonna pay, which makes it super difficult to cover anything. Alright, so limited cover against three illnesses from one dollar per day. So once it is up, then we are done for the copy. All we are left with is the image, right? So I actually went on to Google to find some images. So same thing, you want to do like a native image, um, do not use something like the profile picture. Don't use this as the image, it wouldn't work, it's too, it's too fake, right? So we use something like this, look for something that's more uh, real. So, something, this here. Something. Oh, one more thing is, use agents in a picture. Don't use like, uh, non-agents, because it speaks better to agents usually, because uh, in Singapore, they are mainly like Chinese people, Asian people. So make sure you use like a, 
uh, like a Chinese face. Almost like an Asian face. Like, like Asian face. Like, like Asian face. Like, like, oh, and this look, look Asian. Because, All these are again, small little tips and tricks, right? And the reason yeah. is because it's nothing to do with the race. It's because those are the images that are native on Facebook. Because most people, that's what the kind of images they'll see on Facebook. So use native images. Right, so in this case, I will choose something like, uh, okay, maybe, and of course, select something that, okay, one trick about the copyright thingy, right, select something that, here's what I do sometimes, I'll put something like, create owner Singapore, and I'll put like, create uh, owner hospital, I'll put like, Batam, something, like non-Singapore, so it's, it, you can use the image a lot, a lot uh, easier, without getting into complications. Not the best way, but sometimes I do this, uh, it's pretty okay. So, um, okay, I'm just going to use this. Uh, you know, sorry, not uh, I'm just going to select something. I'm going to just go through this carefully. Something like that. Something like that. That creates a little bit of uh, emotions. Okay, this one I would say it's not exactly a face on it. It's not super native, but this one is a is a picture that creates some emotions. Uh. So again, different niche, different kind of pictures, but just a guideline, try to use native image. Unless when you test with other things, right, you know that it works better. And in this case, I know this works better, so I'm gonna use this. Um, that would be the image. Okay, and one more small thing, right, is that you can see this Facebook.me. This is called a display link. So don't leave it as like that. Usually what I would do is I would go on to here, the display link, I will put something that is relating to the consumer. So in this case, right, it will be something like something like this. But the consumer will never go to this link because they can't click on it, they can only see it. But you want them to make sure the whole experience is congruent, so the page name is that. This is it. Uh, this is uh, also related. And when they click right, you can only go to go to one place, which is to become a lead, which is to open the lead form, right? So I'll put something like this to actually make sure that the whole experience is actually uh, aligned. <coughs> so once they have this right, then the ad is done up. We just have to create the lead form, and this is the easy part. Okay. So once you have done this whole ad, the last portion is just to harvest the lead. So create lead form and. Usually I would turn this off. Uh. Yeah, I wouldn't put too much information over here. Like you can see, just on the event one, I have a lot of information. Mm. I tested a few times. Also to simplify things, usually I don't put, I don't put too much info here. Uh. So it's a lot easier. Because the more you put info, uh, you can phrase it correctly and everything. Because you don't want to lose the lead over here. So don't put any info. All we put right is... Can you type them through form type? Uh, yeah. No, form type is default one. Uh. So once you go in right, usually I'll just put the default one. Uh. More volume. I don't really mess much around this. Higher intent means there's two steps, so they're going to go through more things to actually open. Like before they send you their lead, they will say, are you sure you want to send this lead? <laughs> so let's call more. Usually I'll just put this lab. So, <coughs> so this, right? And then uh, under this, I would put a standard one. 
instead of learn more by product information, I'll just put something like verify your details. And why do I why do I need to verify? Because I know it appears. Right? So verify your details and click on submit. Or in this case it's next, right? So it's not submit. Next to proceed. So it's very, very clear. And in lead generation, you don't want to assume that the lead is clear. You want to assume that they are very, very like flaky and they are very, very distracted by everything. So exactly what to do, verify our details, make sure it's correct, and click on proceed. Click on next to actually proceed. So of course, under the questions, by default, they always be email and um, full name. But email from my experience, unless I'm doing email marketing, email is as good as like, not very useful, it's almost useless. So you always want to ask for their mobile number. So over here you can see, you can ask for one number, ask for address, state. so you can ask for the mobile number. Under contact field. Contact field, okay, one number. So mobile number, email. Okay, I, I always get the question, should I put in occupation? Usually I wouldn't, because occupation, number one, there's one more field, that creates more deliberation for the consumer. Number two, occupation is always not accurate. So what I will put instead is that for this kind of topic, right, I want to find out also their their date of birth and their gender. And all these different things right, will actually be auto-populated. So once they click, all these appear by itself, <coughs> and then a lead can actually submit. And for a start, right, what I suggest is that just run this as it is. Don't put any more qualifying question. A qualifying question is a question that you can add on over here, then you can make them answer. But again, once you put a question like this, right, it becomes harder for the lead to opt in because now they have to answer this question. So for a start, I would say don't put in this question. Um, just put this different views so it makes it easier for a lead to actually engage us. But once you start having the leads coming in, right, then you will start to realize that you need to qualify our leads based on the real data so you see what kind of people that you actually want to qualify. So after a while, after I've tested it, I've realized that for this topic, right, what I would ask is, the first question I would ask is whether they are a smoker. All right, so let me just, are you a smoker? And over here, I'll put yes or no, something like this. If it's a question like this, right, I'll put a very explicit yes or no, because it's very clear cut. However, if you're asking something like, if you're asking a more advanced question, I will usually put yes, no, and maybe. Because again, you're gonna assume that a lead is not very clear. You don't want that to come to but a, a case whereby, for example, if you ask something like, um, something that's not super explicit. For example, um, uh, have you, I can't think of a correct example. But it's, it's essentially, it's, as long as it's not a very explicit one, right, you wanna give them a third option. Because you don't want a lead to feel as though they can't choose between yes or no. But as long as it's a question that they can choose the yes and no, just put yes and no, put it as select. And for this topic, right, I will usually ask one more question. And this is what I call the core prompt. Okay, this is important for this topic. Why? Because after running ads on this uh, space, right, I've realized that some of the leads, when you call them, although they know that they are opting in for them, for you to call them, but they are a little bit shocked when you actually call. So over here, I add in one simple step to actually preempt them. So what I would say is something like this. As this is a sensitive topic, we will be giving you a call to find out more for advising. 
which means I want the lead to go through this question before they actually become my lead. Which also means that if you cannot accept this, I don't want them to become my lead because then they will be shot when I call, which is very difficult for me to actually follow up. So I'll put this, and the option they can select will be yes, and yes. I don't put no, like, usually if they want to choose no, then they won't continue. But I always put yes and yes, which means they must go through this process, but they must answer, otherwise they can't move on. So you know for sure that I'm going to call you, and they have to acknowledge it, otherwise they won't move on. Like. If they're like, where is no, I can't choose no, then I'm pissed, then they just go off. So it's also better for them, because then you will they won't be able to You might make your cost really a bit more expensive, but you'll save your time. Uh, yeah, so once this is done, right, and then, um, okay, so once it's done, you will have to click on, if you realize you click on finish, right, you can't really finish it, because there will be this privacy thingy. So this URL, right, all you do is just put the page URL, okay, the URL of this new page that I've created. And how we do that is just this, you just literally go to, uh, to the pages. And then I will just choose the printer business insurance, and then I will just take this URL, I will just put it in, alright, and that is done. Thank you screen, uh, if you want you can just put the website link here. Okay, you can call me or something. Ah, here you can put. Okay, Angela, this is the part. Uh. Okay, you can put view website, you can put call oh, yeah. business. Can put the then you can put your number, so they press call, right? Then mm. they should be calling. Correct. So, uh, but okay, what I like to put here right, is because I want to remind them a lead that I'm going to call. So I put, we'll be giving you a call soon. Alright, so um, that's it. So again, I reinforce that you'll be giving a call soon. And that's why it's so important to call it back fast. Because if you call it back like, after 10 minutes, it all makes sense. If you call it like, like 4 days later, whatever strategy you use here, right, it doesn't really make sense. Because by the time you get to them, they're like super cool already. So I'll put that, and once that is done, uh, we need some words here, I see. So, thanks to all set, we will get in touch with you. Usually, always I don't change much, I'll just put the default one. It's just that over here, I'll put, uh, we'll be giving a call soon. So that's the last thing of, that's the last piece of information on my mind. And all you have to do is to follow up from there. <coughs> so with this, I'll just press finish. And then uh, the end is good to go. Alright, so let me just show you a preview of the ad. And whenever you have an ad, right, try to preview it on your mobile. So usually I would do this. Um, you press on this um, mobile preview, you can see on the mobile. Because over 90% of people see on the mobile. But in this case, I'm just going to show it on the desktop so we can get it together. So something like this. Correct, right, the copy. And when they engage, once they click on learn more, or even if you click on the image, it pops up a lead form. So verify your detail, click on next to proceed. We have a few questions, and these different fields, right? Can you see? It's all populated. And it's all accurate. Of course, my fake name and then no number because it's a fake account. But then this is my date of birth, my gender, and then my email. And all these different adventures will appear. And then once the lead has um, submitted, right? Let's try uh, So you can see, yes or yes. They cannot select no. So if it's like no, then they won't be able to submit. Uh. But what this does is that it, it prompts the lead. Uh, because you're going to really tell explicitly what's going to happen, so there, there is no misalignment in the whole process. Otherwise, you'll be surprised when people opt in, right? Then they'll ask you, why, why are you calling me? 
it, it's just quite funny, huh? So you can let them know explicitly. So what is it? Okay, let me just try and summon this form, huh? Then we can all look at it. So once they press next, right? But doing Facebook has this new algorithm that after they press next, right, they will come to this thing. It's a disclaimer that they have to go through, and once they press submit, they're going to this. So this is the last thing the lead sees, which means if the lead is interested, right, from start of the thing to here is about five to seven seconds. The next step is for you to call them back already, which you're going to call back ASAP. Right? So once the lead sees this, right, then the lead is over. Whatever they have, they have done, what they have done already, the rest is on us to actually call them back. And then. Uh, if they click on this, they'll just go to the page. And over here is nothing much left. Anyway, you've got the information already. So if they come here, then you can just see this. Or if you have a website, you can put a nice website as well. Or you can get a call you directly or something. Uh, or you can get a call you directly. But usually, uh, they don't really call as much. So uh, once you have this, then the ad is up already. So you can run this ad. And then once the leads are coming, right, you can actually go and uh, follow up with them. For the lead delivery, that's a little bit more advanced. Um,
Now this is a very slow way because you have to every day, right? Every day you have to go and physically press publishing tools, press this one, right? So and 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 by the time you like you won't keep going, like because you won't receive a notification whenever you get a new lead, right? So it will be very slow, okay? So later on, uh, Sammy will show you a way, right? That uh, within two seconds, uh, that they submit their lead, right? Straight away, yes, you, uh, you, you get receive a notification. Would that be good? Yes. That be good. Yes. So later on, uh, Sammy will show you. Questions?